know we want to say Bryson's the freak of nature, but DJ has been the freak of nature for the last 13, 14 years. And we're back with another Part Train Masters edition. What's up? I am one of your co-hosts, Evan Singer. I'm your other co-host, Matt Cermak. What a great Masters it was. 2020, no fans. We're going to go all into it. But before we do, thanks for joining, guys. In case you're new, the Part Train uses golf to help you live a better life, or at least make both golf and life a little less frustrating, right? Learn how to get better and achieve peak performance on and off the course from PGA Tour pros, best-selling authors, CEOs, coaches, and many more. Before we get to this episode about the 2020 Masters, uh, a quick word from our friends at Roback. Uh, we know you guys are listening on a podcast, not on video, but we're both wearing our Roback stuff right now. And It's, like, uh, it's habit at this point. <laughs> guys, it's, um, go hit the link in, our, in the show notes and any of our social platform bios. If you're not following us there, make sure you do too. Um, and get 15% off um, for those of you that haven't gotten Roback stuff yet. I'm telling you, I'm seeing more and more people. I don't know about you, Matt. I'm seeing more and more people start to wear it. You know, yeah, I think sure. the last few years, it was a little bit, if you know, you know, but now more They're and more people become, are starting to wear it. Starting to become a household, kind of one of those, you know, they're like beyond the startup phase, you know, kind yeah. of a household, starting to become a well-known name within the golf apparel industry. And it's like, you know, have, not to be a downer for a second, but it's like square one, you know, Chicago's going back into stay at home order tomorrow. And I, I think that, we yeah. were talking seven, eight months ago, how great, you know you know, rowback is for loungewear, you know, with yeah. the tees, the long, the long sleeves, um, even the collared shirts, they're just great every day. So guys, yeah. go to our link and, and get yourself a nice discount. I heard one of my friends say like, the reason he loves rowback is because he can wear the stuff on zooms for work and also on golf. Like you don't feel like you're wasting your money cause you can use it in so many different yep. scenarios. And so right now, even not even talking about the polos, but the ability to have long sleeve performance tees that you could like lounge in, work out in, wear under your golf shirt, yep. as well as Q-zip. a Q-zip. Q-zips are key for that too. So. I mean, it's, yeah. they're all deadly. So hit the link uh, and get yourself 15% off. Love okay. It. We got to do immediate reaction. Yep. Um, and guys, just to give you a little bit of context, what we do after majors is we like to give you obviously the reaction after the event, but some more context on the winner's career, their life, um, maybe their trajectory from here. I think we've got a lot of interesting, Matt, kudos to you. You pulled some really interesting stats about who we think Dustin is now and what Hall of Fame player he could be. um, I got to say, we got a great research team. I mean, they've been working working around the clock for us. Around the clock. So what was your initial reaction? We got us, I mean, it's, in November, a, pe- a lot of people made a big deal about how's yeah. it going to play, what's it going to be like. Sure. What, what did is, you think as a fan? I mean, from, from an Augusta perspective? Um, yeah. I mean, like I thought, it was, I, I thought it was great. There was never a moment out there where I was like, disappointed. I mean, obviously yeah. there was like, <laughs> you know, was, there's no azaleas and no fans. And, but I thought the course still looked great, all things considered. It obviously played easier because it was so soft with all the rain play a little tougher on Sunday because it ended up being drier. Um, 
than we thought. I mean, I think there was, there was original rain in the forecast for every day. Um, but, you know, with that said, I mean, it was, it was the classic masters of everybody's in it, old, young, inexperienced, very experienced. But um, so, no, the telecast was really cool, too, I thought, you know, with, with the drones, with some of the side angles. I think we finally got to really see some of the undulation um, that you always hear that gets talked about. If you haven't been to Augusta, you don't understand how much the undulation and the hills and the side hill lies playing. So, no, I thought it was great, Ev, and for, you know, we'll get into DJ, but he's number one for a reason, you know. But uh, um, I thought there were some great storylines with Sanju Nim, uh, Abraham Answer, Cameron Smith, you know. Um, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously people probably would have preferred having the classic back nine on Sunday. There's 12 guys that could win, uh, you know, with Rory and JT up there and Tiger. And uh, I think if anyone would be disappointed, that'd be the only reason is that someone ran away with it. But, you know, it's not the same. Someone ran away with it of someone that you don't really care about. Like DJ getting a master's victory is huge for the game. And I'm sure very few people would not be happy to see DJ get a second major with all of his close calls, which we'll talk about. For sure. Um, I will say there, I was trying to put my finger on it earlier this week, Matt. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what it is, but there's like, it's like Christmas morning, Thursday morning on master's week it's just every year no without fail i am more giddy on master's thursday than almost any thursday of the year um and it goes without saying obviously it's the masters but like what is that but i'll take it a step further how great was masters morning sunday it was like the open you know yeah. Uh, getting up early and, and, and like, is, is the NFL even on today? Does anybody even care? Yeah. Like, I, they're on right know, now. So, I could care less. I don't know. But, you know, with all this talk where the Masters wasn't going to be played this year, do you think there was something special there with the lead up? And then it was like, what's Augusta going to look like? Do you think just kind of a, there was a, an allure to the excitement because there's always excitement? But do you think that had something to do with it? Yeah. And, you know, this is such a crazy year. I think just having the Masters back. For sure. That's is, all because of 2020. Yeah, it's awesome. 2020. Um, but yeah, I would say that also the feeling of Tiger. I mean, Tiger looks like he did in the 2019 Masters on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, he looked so confident the way that he was picking up the tee after he'd swung and just chewing on his CBD gum, I'm sure, and just oh. smiling. It, he had fun. <laughs> well, I think in in the Tiger era in the last three, four years is there's such anticipation to watch him play because he doesn't play that much. Right. Right. And I think that, you know, defending champ, the most memorable Masters since his win at 97 probably was part of that anticipation. I think for you, Ev. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, real quick, and we're going to dive into Tiger and DJ more, but a quick stat that um my brother provided love that um stats guy what's up lee ESPN he guy. said uh dj's the first player to win the masters by five plus strokes since tiger in 97 so just to give you a little bit of context of like what we saw right it's funny the difference think about that yeah. like the disappointment i talked about with like someone running away with it it's isn't it funny how when tiger runs away with it 
it's like the greatest thing ever. And we want him to extend the lead even more because we're witnessing like history and everything. Yet when it's not Tiger, we want it bunched at the top and we want drama and we want, you know, anyone can win. It's it's funny the dichotomy of that. It's because Tiger's like Michael Jordan. Right. (laughs) And everyone else we love and are interested in, but not the same way. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. You want to see the greats win. So, I mean, it, it, as much as we love Tiger and how good he was last year and how great, you know, it's him to be back. We're not in the era of Tiger anymore. I think yeah. it's, we got to remember that, right? We're in the era of, and Dustin Johnson, 13 years of this, right? But of Justin Thomas, of, you know, I guess you can say Rory and Spieth are not what they were a few years ago, but there's such depth. I think that's what makes it incredibly impressive what he did. How, yeah. how deep, you know, um, these fields are and how good these players are and he just he just looks like a different player and all this talk about DeChambeau you know and all this talk about Tiger as a frame champ I think that helped just him fly a little bit under the radar for being number one you know I think Rory too like he started out a little slow but Rory said the same thing he just didn't have the same without the fans and the galleries it was easier to be relaxed and Rory said in his post-round press conference that really helped him for sure. Might so have we helped DJ talk, too. We got to talk about Bryson for a second. Um, what do you, you know? Some initial thoughts. Um, <laughs> he didn't play great. He barely made the cut. Um, he claims he was sick all week. Had a second COVID test. Seven dizzy spells. But really, I mean, he just got off to a funky start. You know. You know, hitting an OB in the first round on thirteen. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say his strategy really paid off. I think. Uh, I think we have to step back and remember it's you know, the great players don't have every great tournament. And I really think a big thing, and I was trying to talk about this last week, is he won the U.S. Open. Guys don't win two majors. Like, I think we get so caught up in this 24-hour news cycle, like dominance, 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 when a handful of guys in the last 30 years have won two majors in one year. Speed did it. Mm-hmm. Brooks has done it. Tiger's done it. But it – it just doesn't happen. So, um, right. Look how hard it's been for DJ to get two in his career. And Tiger, let alone back to back. I guess Tiger year. was talking with DeChambeau with Bryson about how to deal with all this, you know, media, just, you know, insanity, you know, all this buzz about you. It's a lot. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how a guy like him or like anybody can deal with all this attention. But nobody's ever had attention because of this, right? Yeah. I I mean, club am I going to hit on this whole, what line am I going to take it? It's a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were texting about it earlier today. I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever heard a true great, uh, like a Jordan, you know, a tiger, uh, a Brady, like a Montana, you never hear guys like that. And I'm not comparing Bryson to them, but I'm just, I'm sure he aspires to be like that. And there's been a lot of buzz around him. So I just want to compare for a second. Those guys never complain. They never, like, even when Jordan had the flu, he wasn't talking about how he had the flu. People just knew he had the flu. And then he put up however many points and won the game, right? Um, so for Bryson to come out pre-tournament and basically say the par is 67 for him at Augusta mm-hmm. and like loving the attention, 
right? Talking about his club selections and I mean, talking I mean, about he's, his. He, he's asked it though. I mean, first of all, I'm not a Bryson defender. I don't, yeah. really, I don't like the guy. I think he's a, he's kind of a loser from a personality perspective, <laughs> but, but I, I really do. I mean, we've seen him treat rules officials terribly, how slow he plays. I mean, but he is asked that, but I do agree with you. Adam. Par 67. And then I think he said after round two, you know, I've, well, I've won golf tournaments playing a lot worse than this. It's just like, dude, shut up. Yeah. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he needs yeah. to understand that, yeah, he's done some amazing stuff, and his trajectory is still, you know, very encouraging of what, what he could do with his distance and the scientific approach to the game and all that stuff. But you got to – I mean, you can't – once st- things start going bad, you, and I'm not saying he's, he wasn't feeling dizzy or he's not sick, but, like, the greats don't say that, right? The greats – keep it close to their vest and they just say, I didn't, I just didn't play well. Yeah. It's right? going to be really interesting. Cause I, as much as I don't really care for Bryson as a person, like I, I do think he's good for the game, you mm-hmm. know, in his story, it is going to be interesting next year. And what, how long he continued this trajectory of all this weight swinging this hard. And then how that, how he can kind of keep tunnel vision, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's a lot, it's going to be a lot, it's going to be a nice break for him, I think, because it's a lot of, a lot of pressure on a single player, you know, and he clearly yeah. could clearly couldn't deal with it this week. But he's human, like we all are. Right. So, so enough about him. Let's talk about DJ. Let's do it. So, um, born in Columbia, South Carolina, played Coastal Carolina. A lot of people know yep. that. Turned pro yep. in 2007. If you think about what's happened in his career since 2007 until now, mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. There's been the suspension. The drugs. Oh, yeah. Well, he it, it actually, I mean, he really has a checkered past. It started actually. He was he was almost in some serious trouble at Coastal Carolina, which a lot of people don't know about. He was part of like a car accident where somebody died. A lot of people were under a lot of the group was under the influence. Hmm. Got off in that case. Um, so I mean, his his talent could have been derailed there. And then right, he was suspended for cocaine in 2012. <laughs> you know. I mean, and they didn't actually say that, but. I mean, yeah. that's, that was Paulina the, has not the exactly murmur. been, you know, a great influence on him. Um, and, you know, he fell down the, what was that? When he fell down the stairs that it got to, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we've got so many golf memes because of that. Um, I almost, I was doing a, I was thinking about a tweet today where like the fact that DJ won the masters and overcame the, uh, the adversity of every golf meme account posting a meme about him overcoming the stairs the night before. I mean, what a mental a battle of overcoming all of those memes. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, his, <laughs> that's actually a great point. Ed. Um, but on a serious note, I, I was thinking about this a lot this weekend. And I, I think Wayne Gretzky, we talk about Brady, Jordan, or Wayne Gretzky. I mean, you want to look at yeah. separation and statistical categories in a sport. I mean, Wayne Gretzky makes Michael Jordan look like nothing. Right. He makes Tiger Woods like, I mean, this is, the, he has the nickname, the great one for reason. So I believe. Former I Blue, have, you know, former St. Louis Blue. We got to throw that in there. I mean, that, yeah. was, you know, that was the team he really wanted to be in late in his career. <laughs> um, but but I, really, I really believe because we're talking about a guy like Dustin who has all his talent, but who's been a lot of distractions, gotten himself into some trouble. And we've watched a guy who's been so good for so long, but get better. And I think the great one, well, being around Gretzky, how to practice, how to think. I think it's been a huge ebb. And I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't know if it 
how it get, is going to get talked about, whether, but when you're, I just think there's something there because we've watched him really improve throughout the years um, with his short irons. I think staying out of trouble, you know, him and Paulina seem to have settled down, um, but his, you know, and his mental game. So I think that's really, really, big. I think he's got an ace in the hole there. Um, but, you know, going, for, I mean, look, he won his major, first U.S. Open in 2016, but he said, you know, and he gets a second major now, but what, what, what's, what do you love most about DJ? Is his consistency, all these wins throughout the years? Like what, what sticks out yeah, to you? That's my favorite stat. Because a lot of these, a lot of the best players in the world, and Brett McCabe said this, sports psychologist, uh, a few months ago, he said, I think 80% of the money won on tours and 20% or less than 20% of their events, usually three to four events make 80% of their money. Um, you know, players get hot. And as a mental coach, he would tell them, you know, don't try and take your bad to your best try and salvage your bad, make, make a 40th go to like a 30th or 25th, and then strike when the iron's hot when you got it. DJ has the most wins of the last decade, I think it was, of anyone. Because yep. I think we made a post on Instagram that the story actually wasn't DJ having the most wins. It was Tiger since 08 had the most, has the second most wins. And the yep. fact that Tiger had the second most wins since 08 is like even crazier. But remember, DJ has the most wins since 08. So the fact that he has won at least once every year of his career tells me that he is one of the best because it doesn't matter if he's off. Every year he puts it together. Um, well, but, you know, it, it, no, I think, you're, I think you're on it. You know, I think what's so, I mean, what what's, what's really separates Tiger is his, his ability to win four or five, you know, even more than 10 times in a in a right. season and, and Phil as well. We'll talk about Phil a little bit later. DJ has just been, you know, it's been incredible, but it's one win, two wins. And then you know, every year, which most guys don't do, you know, and that's why he's so consistent. In 2017, um, he was number one in the world for 64 weeks, you know, and he, he had a bunch of wins, a couple of WGCs. I think he ended up getting four wins total. But the year prior, you know, he won the U.S. Open you know, at Oakmont, which, um, right. which was, pr which was pretty incredible. Um, but, but uh, we, it was pretty great. I thought it was great to see him win today. It's great for golf, but up until now, we are so impressed by Dustin Johnson, but you have to look at the statistics to be impressed because what do you remember Dustin Johnson for near misses at majors? Right. Is, I mean, what sticks out for you in terms of some of those near misses? Because there's, I, I think there's a four to five. You know. Yeah, so if you guys remember, he had the lead going into Sunday at Pebble in 2010, U.S. Open, shot over 80. I think he shot an 82 on Sunday at the U.S. Open and ended up finishing almost outside the top 10, but finished eighth. Yep. 2010, whistling straights, the PGA, he grounded his club, right, didn't even make the playoff. Martin Conrad ended up winning. What a stupid rule, but tough to watch. Terrible rule. <laughs> Uh, what it is. 2015 Chambers Bay. Remember, Spieth won because he three putted on the 18th screen, Incredible driving it into. <laughs> and then even 2016, when he won at Oakmont, got his first major. There was even the the controversy of his ball moving, and luckily yep. he won by enough that it didn't matter. So I think today is actually 
his Harding, biggest Har- win. Har- don't forget Har- Harding Park this year at BGS. Yeah, that's we true. We thought he was going to do it. He looked and didn't like- he finish second in the Masters? Last year. Last year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did. It, it kind of ended up being that way. He wasn't right. as close. It wasn't like he was, yeah. The other guys all hit in the water in 12. But, but that's why I think today is maybe the most important win for him, not even Oakmont. Because obviously Oakmont, you want to like get the monkey off your back. But today there were none of those issues, right? No yeah, close calls. A good, a good no. Point. And he started with two bogeys. I think I saw the stat that he had two bogeys in the last you know, five holes at the beginning of the round. He hadn't had two bogeys the whole tournament. Yeah. And so if you think about mentally coming into this day when you're up four, everyone knows about those close calls. You know in your mind about those close calls. And then you start with two bogeys. I mean, yeah, good I, for I mean, him. Yeah, uh, so, get it back. Really, totally. He looked like anybody would look, like you or I would look, you know the lead of the Masters, a little tentative, you yeah. know, especially like, you know, how he's dominated the first couple holes, um, first three days. But th- this guy is so scary good, Ev, and he's won everything, right? He's been multiple, you know, money, the money leader, the FedEx Cup, Varden Trophy, Byron Nelson, you know, 64 weeks at number one in 2017. I mean, he won TPC at Boston this year by 11 shots. He's, he really is – does he define the term? I know we want to say Bryson's the freak of nature, but DJ has been the freak of nature for the last 13, 14 years. You know, and at age 36, we got, I think, 24 PGA Tour wins, two majors. I mean, this is a top 20 player of all time. This is – I was, you know, really thinking about Greg Norman. Greg Norman had 20 wins on the PGA Tour two British Opens, a lot of near misses like DJ, too. Yep. You know, I think Norman had eight seconds in majors. DJ will probably end up getting eight to ten seconds when it's all said and done. Right. Um, so it's a very similar, like, career. There's really no weakness. In, there's no weakness in Norman's game. Great drivers, long and straight drivers of the golf ball. And it's funny, Norman helped DJ with his putting. They were talking about him in the telecast. Yeah. Kind of getting a little more upright. So I think he's great Norman today in 2020. But at can he be Phil Mickelson when it's all said and done? And I think you and I, we've been having some fun kind of looking at some numbers and, and crunching that a little bit. Yeah, so this was actually really helpful because I think it's easy to look at a guy like DJ, who's consistently the number one player in the world, um, like you said, 64 weeks or something that and he Norm- was at the last time. And one other thing about Norman before you go in, Norman spent 331 weeks at number one. So like – it's hard to be number one in this era more yeah. so than it used to be, but there's such a, a consistency, you know, dynamic there. It's right. Right. So we'll talk about Phil here. Go ahead. Totally. So if you think about that, right. Real quick, DJ was, is, was kind of Bryson his whole career. I think the reason why Bryson is getting all this attention is because Bryson kind of manufactured it and did it in an unconventional way. DJ has been kind of cutting corners and having crazy shots like the one at Kapalua on the par four, like his whole career. Obviously he's not carrying it like 400, you know, rolling out to 400 yards at times. But but, but he's the longest hitter you would, as we know, other than Bryson. Would you agree? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was like the new power. He brought the new power. Yeah. 
Right. So when you think about that, you know, we're, we've all, his whole career, we've been wowed by him, right? Yes. Yes. And his whole career, we've been like, God, this guy, when you hear the telecast say it all the time, they say it about DJ, they sell it about Rory, they say it about Brooks, they say it about Bryson now. When he has his A game, he can't be beat, right? So we've been wowing at that. And when you see a guy like him and you see the win every year, you see how many weeks he's been at number one, you think to yourself, God, this guy is underperforming. He's underachieving. This guy could be winning. Every other week, this guy could be like Tiger because that's why that's, that's what we grew res- up watching. And I think that's also how much respect we have for DJ, right? Like, yeah, this guy, this is just unbelievable what he's capable of, right? So we think he could do more, right? But those expectations, we can get blinded by the recency bias. So you pulling these stats about Phil, I think, was really helpful because yeah. we all know Phil's one of the best ever, oh, but yeah. he's nowhere near Tiger. Right. That's, yeah. Well, so yeah, right? there's that, Tiger and there's Tiger and Jack, right? Bobby Jones, if you want to go way back, and then there's everybody else. Right. But I think this is really yeah. helpful, though, yeah. because like if you think about how much on a pedestal we put DJ and Bryson, yeah, and you think about how far DJ has to go to get to Phil, you're like, oh shit. But right, but the, for sure. But we only put Bryson on a pedestal because of his who he is from a like a style perspective. He only hit, what, he has seven wins? Yeah, yeah. But everyone thinks like, oh, my God, if he's hitting it this far, he's going yeah. to win everything. Where yeah. DJ is like, like we said earlier, 13 years of just winning. Right. But let's talk about Phil, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think when we look at we, – so we, what we wanted to do is kind of look at – so DJ's 36, right? He's been yeah. on tour for 14 years. Which, by the way, at, I was surprised by. I didn't realize he's – like, that's not that far away from 40. Right. He's quietly old. Right? Yeah, <laughs> where Phil is trying to be quietly young. Right? Yeah, with his <laughs> maybe, aviators. Maybe actually trying to be more out in the open young. Um, but, but we we wanted to compare because I really believe that when it's all said and done, DJ is going to have as many majors as Phil. I don't know if he gets to as many wins. So at 36, DJ has two majors, Masters and U.S. Open, and 24 PGA Tour wins. At 36, Phil had three majors, had two Masters, one PGA, 29 PGA Tour wins. Um, He's I also got a British th- too. Well, no, 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 but not at 36. Oh, sorry, sorry, at 36. No, yeah, yeah. No, he, he got a PGA in 2010 and, the, yep. and then the British in 2013. So, okay, so pretty close, right? Phil's got one more major and five more wins than DJ does um, up until this point. So Phil, Phil then ends up getting two more majors and I think it's 45 wins, Ev. Phil has in his career, maybe he gets one more, maybe he gets another major, but. He's going to be 45 to 47. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think there's a couple interesting things to break down. Phil never reached number one in the world. And it's interesting. Now, he played in the Tiger era. Right. It's almost impossible. <laughs> right. You know, Tiger, you know, and I think that has a lot to do with it. But, you know, to D- DJ plays arguably in a much more deep era, but has been able to get to, you know, have number one in the world status almost, you know, between, I think he's about 70 and 100 weeks. Um, they're, they're both very similar, both very kind of power players, um, tons of second places in majors Ev, you know, Phil had a le- Phil has 11 second places in majors, six in the U S open alone. Um, you know, but I, I so I think, it, I think it, it's interesting. Tiger was going against Ernie who had four majors, VJ, three majors, Retief Goosen and Cabrera had 
a couple majors. And then, you know, you can kind of talk about this. DJ, you know, goes against Tiger, who's had 15 majors, but really played against Tiger when he's won three majors, right, between 2007 and 2020. Rory had those four quick majors. Brooks, four quick majors. Spieth, three quick majors. Then we look at guys like Bubba, who's had two masters, and then like Jason Day, Justin Thomas, DeChambeau. Um, one thing I, I'm fascinated with, I, I, as Phil's gotten, Phil got older, he continued to win majors, continued to win tournaments, but he never was a straight driver of the golf ball. Dustin Johnson, <laughs> for being as long as he is, what did he, he had every fairway yesterday. Yeah, what, what do you think? Where do you, where do you see this going for DJ? I was shocked that he went through a phase where he wasn't straight. Like, you know, I've talked to Chuck Quinton about this, who we've had on the show, one of the top teachers around in the game of golf. And he talked about how DJ has one of the most consistent moves using rotation, where his club face is perfectly square for a long time down through the downswing. Mm -hmm. Right. And he can just, because of that stability with his bowed wrist and the way that but his swing works. Shot at the top. Yeah. You know, it, which is, it's which so is consistent. So he can just go after it. Yeah. And then he just kind of, he can fire it and square it up. Right. And so I was, I was, that's what threw me off over the last, maybe last year. And before that, when he was really struggling, I had never really seen him struggle with the driver before. You heard Dottie say it today, like the driver confidence is back. Um, but he's, so, won, he's, he's won a lot this year. <laughs> I mean, like. No, sure. Yeah, yeah. But I think over the last year, maybe last season. We had some, to your point, it was kind of yeah, like. Yeah, he, he wasn't as dialed so with the driver. Um, yeah. But here's something interesting. I thought his shot on 13 today was really indicative of discipline and a good mental approach where took a three wood with a cut, right? Like with his game, be so I know he plays a cut predominantly, but 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 he didn't always play a cut. Right. He learned how to play a cut. And I right. think that's back to your point on discipline, right? But hitting a three a cut three wood on 13 shows a lot of discipline. And a lot of people make this mistake, right? Like he knows that He's going to have the same chance to get home in two with a cut three wood than trying to cut the corner, you know, or carry it with a driver. It brings in so much more into play. Yet on the flip side, Matt, I was surprised he hit driver on 18. Maybe he thought I'm up by five. Like, I just want to rip it. I don't yeah. want to like take my foot off the gas, but. Well, 18, he brings that bunker into play, and you can get a bad lie. And... But then you just chunk it out, right? There's, yeah. way less, there's way less, you know, potential for really bad than there is on, like, a 13 or 15. It's pretty crazy to see Dustin Johnson lay up on both par fives yeah. and pick 30 both times. That's true. Right? That's a good because, point. You know, look, you got a lead. One, he had a mud ball, but still. Play, but play smart, but, like, he really is – he really is – an impeccable ball striker, um, something that Phil ne was never known for. <laughs> Phil's one of the, Phil is a much much better player than Dustin Johnson is of all time, you know. And but never had that Phil Phil's ability to to win, 
his short game, his scrambling, you know, and all those things. But yeah, DJ seems like on a different level. He's the only player, Evan, and we go back to this, that has ex- had extended time at number one in the post-Tiger era, yeah. so to speak. So true. Yeah, you know, Rory and Spieth definitely had some good chunks there because they were winning a lot of majors. But it goes back to the consistency that DJ brings, you know. So, 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 Ab, do you think, do you think he can get twenty more wins and three more majors to be our generation's Phil Mickelson? Or, well, I guess our generation was Phil Mickelson, but this generation's, yeah, you know, Phil Mickelson. Okay, so he's. You said 20 more wins? He needs 20, 21 more wins and three more majors. Just to get to where Phil is today. Just yeah. to get to where Phil That's okay. how good Phil is. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So he's 36. So let's say he plays, and this is even would be impressive. If he plays consistently up until Phil, that's, uh, what is that, well, 14 more years? Well, Phil won his last, yeah, but I would look at it this way. Phil won his last major, what, seven years ago? when he was 43 tiger wins a major at 43 i, I don't I, I i would say no maybe dj's 45 what's he gonna do in the next okay so eight years eight years or sorry nine yeah. years nine more years could he get 21 wins three and majors. three majors do you think the three majors is more doable than the 21 wins? yeah i do yeah. yeah, I could see, again, he, because, he's gonna, he's gonna because he did this around. with the lead wire to wire after everything he's been through in majors, I actually think this major is the floodgate. This could be more of a floodgate for him, especially because, you know, you had to imagine, we haven't talked about this before, Matt, but you had to imagine that the success of Brooks happening at kind of his yeah. lull period his buddy when DJ was always the man and then Brooks kind of became this like major just, dominant guy just blew by him. That might've done something to his mindset a little bit. I, I doubt very much, but still like well, that's got to kind of like speed with JT a little bit, you know, I like speed is the man and then JT's kind of passed him up. Here's my take on it. I don't know how much DJ goes to bed at night thinking about his buddy Brooks, but, and it's a little, I don't know how close they really are. They work out together and stuff. But I think if he's going to think about anything about Brooks, Brooks just, man, is he just hit the big shot in the big moment. Yeah. He doesn't, not getting phased, where we've seen DJ get phased, right? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, so, and nothing to do with skill. It had all to do with how can I be that Saturday player <laughs> on Sunday, right? Yeah. And that's, that was Greg Norman, too. I mean, Norman had the lead in all four majors in 86. He, he won the British, but he had the lead going into Sunday in all four majors. You, know, you could say he only won one. But, you know, maybe, like you said, maybe this does open the floodgates for DJ, you know, and where he can get to five or six. Well, keep know? in mind, too, Matt, when you're good at Augusta, you're always good at Augusta, right? And he's, and he's, yeah, and he's, he's been there for years, and now he's finally won one. So... If we're again, we're thinking about that number for the next nine masters, he's going to be in contention, most likely. Right. It, look, it, well, to me, at Augusta, if you can hit it high and curve it both ways, I mean, how many guys do we see there compete every year? Yeah. You right. Know? And usually the best players in the world win there. Uh, so, so let's do this, Matt. Let's, let's close it out by making a little prediction. All right. He's at 24 wins, 
right now two majors so good in the next nine years let's just predict from 36 to 45 he ends his career at 45 kind of like tiger today not the tiger's ending it but let's just say tiger's age um soon to be 45 what's he gonna be at in your opinion um i i think he i think dj gets six majors and i think he ends up with 38 wins when it's all said and done uh i think and the thing with 14 more wins yeah i think he's gonna yeah i i think uh so many stays healthy right i think the difference with him and phil is is nobody ever thought phil could win the british and he did it, which was incredible. And he almost did it again. But, right. but if you look at his career, like I, I think DJ's well equipped to win, continues to be well equipped to win any major. Um, and when you get one at Augusta, when Phil it took Phil forever to get a major, got a, got one, he got three, right? And then we've seen him so close at the U.S. Open a bunch. He's won the U.S. Open. We've seen him close at the PGA. So so I like uh, I like six majors, but I don't. I don't know if I see him winning three, four times at age a, a, a season when he's 43, 44. And Phil, you know, so yeah. just my take. What about you? That, those are two really good numbers. I was thinking six, too. It'll be interesting for the rest of, our, of their career for us to be able to watch kind of like a DJ versus Brooks versus JT, a Rory. Hopefully, Spieth comes back um, and all the young guys coming up. But That'll be a really interesting battle in the majors moving forward. Um, so I say I agree with six, and I say like thirty-five wins. I maybe actually I'll say seven majors, thirty-five wins is what final, I'll say. Final answer. Yeah. He's but tough. you know, we say this every time. Like it's so easy to predict so many when they're playing their best. But and then but he's done this forget. for so long. It's true. But then you forget how hard the game is, and every player has had a fall from grace at some point. Like, look for at sure. Tiger today on 12. Right. But, like, he made a 10. Well, that's not a fall from grace. That's just one hole. No, but it's a reminder <laughs> that, like, we all overreact and say, like, DJ is going to, like, the floodgates are going to open. He's going to win everything. But I totally it's the hardest game in the world. I totally agree with you. But I think what we hammered out in this, in this pod and this show is that no player has been this consistent for this long since the Tigers and the Phils. Like, yeah. you know, we, they just have it. So it would be, he would have to have a, I'd re, and he's had some personal problems too, as we called out, for him to kind of go the other way. You know, as long as he doesn't have an injury, um, you know, does he get, whether he gets six or seven majors, he's going to keep winning, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, it'll be interesting if we're talking about Justin Thomas and, um, you know, I guess Brooks in another 10 years, you know, how long can they stay consistent? So, well, the last thing I'll say, sir, is uh, I know a lot of people make jokes about DJ's personality and kind of, you know, call him dumb and all these things because yeah. he does, he's, he doesn't really say a lot. Right. Brooks right. is kind of the same way. So I, I wouldn't criticize it necessarily because clearly your ability to just have a short memory and move on is really the only thing that leads yeah. to winning majors. Tiger was a perfect right? example of that today after making 10. Right. right? <laughs> Nobody thought he would make it 10. Right. He, he makes all those birdies. It's like that, you know, I was talking to my brother about it. It's like, 
just doesn't care, you know. You just gotta, you know, just play with less expectations. Had too many right. expectations on that one hole. But DJ, he doesn't get caught up in any of the hoopla. Yep. You can't be that consistent. You cannot be that consistent. You get caught up in your fame in the media. So is there one congrats to you think that's the mental lesson that people can take away from DJ? I mean, he's a freak of an athlete, so we can't emulate him, but do you think that's the one thing to take away from him? No, I think the biggest takeaway for, for me is I think he he's got power like Bryson, but he recognizes the artistry of the game that Bryson may lose. You see him hit knockdowns, you see him lay up, you see him hit cuts. You don't that see downhill five iron he hit. I think that was that eleven. Yeah, incredible. Bryson's incredible. He won the U.S. Open. He's but he plays. He's playing one way to you know, and he's very good at it. But you know, he's not. He's he's not even close to Dustin Johnson yet. It's going to take a long right. time to get there. So to me, you can have all the power, but he focuses so much on the artistry and the finesse of the game. The tiger, the tiger does so well, but it's similar. Yep. That's my take. Yeah, no, I get that. He, everyone talks about his wedge play and his putting now, um, but he also yeah. can do a lot of different shots too. Right. So moves it both ways. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't believe that the Masters is over, but it's going to be back in like five months. I have tickets. Who knows if I'll <laughs> be able to go? It would be sad to see you not go next but, uh, year. We need you there. We have you, you been? Never have. Never okay. have. Need you, we, need, we need the par train coming alive. Yeah. We'll wear uh, some hoodies. All those right, guys. Good. Those look good, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for listening, as always. If you guys uh, like the show, definitely give us a rating and review on the reviews. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Coming. And uh, follow us on uh, the socials at the par train. We nice just had a master's nice giveaway. giveaway. Yeah. Uh, we do those frequently and, you know, just try and make you guys smile and enjoy the game <laughs> that we all love. So after, after you make it 10, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? You got to make five birdies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will see you guys. We've got a lot of fun interviews coming up and we'll see you guys next Sunday. Thanks guys. Take care. <laughs>